Welcome to this week's episode of the 10-Minute Mac. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Young. This week's episode is called the Scarbosa Criteria and why it's important to you. It's really important to keep in mind that there will be certain situations in your cardiac assessment that may be misleading. This week's topic was suggested by Gary Peterson from Kent County EMS in Maryland. Thank you, Gary, for your suggestion. I'll be in touch with you and got a special unstable get the cable decal that'll be headed your way. By the way, if you have suggestions for our podcast, please visit our Facebook page at the 10 Minute Mac and leave them there. If it's selected, we'll give you a shout out. And we'll, um, we'll get you something headed your way. So Scarbosa's criteria is a set of electrocardiographic findings that's used to identify myocardial infarction in the presence of a left bundle brace block or while you're pacing your patient. These criteria are valid because they allow clinicians to diagnose an MI in situations where the bundle brace block or paced rhythm would usually obscure the diagnostic ST segment changes associated with an infarction. Myocardial infarction is a major cause of morbidity and mortality worldwide, and prompt diagnosis is critical for you as a paramedic and your treatment. The presence of a left bundle branch block on an EKG can interfere with interpretations of ischemic change as a left bundle branch block itself causes significant alterations in the depolarization as well as the repolarization of the heart. As a result, this can mask the ST segment elevations or depressions, typically indicative of an MI. It also helps to identify patients who are having a STEMI but have a non-diagnostic EKG. Garbosa's criteria allows paramedics to recognize STEMIs even when standard ST segment elevation is not seen. Misdiagnosis of STEMI in patients with a bundle branch block or ventricular paste rhythm can lead to adverse outcomes for our patient if we miss the STEMI. Scarbosa's criteria approves diagnostic accuracy. In summary, having a good solid grasp of Scarbosa's criteria aids clinicians in making time-sensitive diagnoses as well as treatment decisions for your patients that have unclear or questionable ECG presentations. It's a key diagnostic tool that can greatly impact patient outcomes in a positive way when it is applied appropriately. So just who is Scarbosa and why should we care about her criteria? Before the development of Scarbosa's criteria, diagnosing an MI in the presence of a left bundle branch block was challenging, leading to delays in treatment. This criteria that was introduced by Dr. Elena B. Garbosa in the 1990s provide a tool for paramedics to recognize MI despite the distortions that can be caused by a left bundle branch block. So what are the criteria? Well, there are three of them. First, ST segment depression that is equal to or greater than one millimeter and leads V1, V2, or V3. This criterion recognizes that ischemic injury can also be present as an ST segment depression in the right precordial leads, especially in the context 
of a posterior MI. Criteria number two. Is T-segment elevation of greater than or equal one millimeter that is concordant with or in the same direction as the QRS complex? This suggests that the myocardial tissue in the region of the QRS complex is undergoing ischemic injury, which is consistent with a myocardial infarction. Point number three. ST elevation that is equal to or greater than five millimeters that is discordant, that is in opposite direction to the QRS complex. While discordant changes are expected in left frontal branch block, the magnitude of elevation considered significant is set at equal to or uh, greater than five millimeters to distinguish between normal left frontal branch block patterns and those indicative of an infarction. The pathophysiology behind the criteria relates to the electrical and mechanical dysfunction during NMI. During an infarction, the blood supply to the portion of the myocardium is reduced or cut off altogether, leading to ischemia and then ultimately necrosis of the affective tissue. This ischemic tissue disrupts the normal electrical pathways, causing changes in the patient's EKG. In left bundle branch block, the normal sequencing of ventricular depolarization is altered, typically leading to broad slurred QRS complexes and secondary ST and T wave changes that are discordant to the main QRS direction. This abnormal electrical pattern makes it difficult to discern the superimposed changes that an MI would normally cause. The first criterion reflects the fact that ischemic tissue will lead to ST segment elevation in the leads overlying the infarct. The concordance of ST segment elevation with QRS complex is a strong indicator that the elevation is due to ischemia rather than a conduction abnormality. The second criterion is based on the recognition of a posterior MI, which can manifest as an ST segment depression in the interior or precordial leads due to the reciprocal changes of the posterior wall injury. The third criterion addresses the problem of discordant ST segment changes that are a normal feature of left bundle branch block. By setting a threshold of five millimeters for significance, this criterion aims to differentiate between the usual discordant changes seen in a left bundle branch block and those changes that are large enough to indicate an underlying pathology like a myocardial infarction. The application of the Garbosis criteria in clinical practice involves careful EKG analysis in the context of the patient's symptoms and clinical presentation. Don't base your diagnosis, yep, there I said it, diagnosis solely on what you're seeing on your monitor. Take everything in that you find for your patient and build your diagnosis off of that. A patient with chest pain and a known left bundle branch block or a paced rhythm should be assessed with these criteria in mind along with other clinical information that you gather along the way. While Garbosa's criteria have been a significant advancement, they're not perfect. The specificity is high, meaning that if the criteria are met, an MI is very likely. However, the sensitivity is relatively low since 
However, the sensitivity is relatively low, which means some MIs will not meet these criteria. To improve the sensitivity, a modification proposed by Dr. Stephen Smith, known as Smith's modification, includes a new formula to assess the ST segment to S-wave ratio in leads with discordant changes. If the ratio is greater than or equal to 0.25, it suggests a myocardial infarction, increasing the sensitivity without significantly compromising specificity. I'd strongly encourage you to follow Dr. Stephen Smith. He's an emergency room physician and an expert in all things cardiology. So, the bottom line here is that we come into play. Scarbosis criteria represents an important tool in the arsenal of the paramedic for acute myocardial infarction identification and rapid treatment and transport to a cardiac center. By offering a method to interpret EKGs that are complicated by left bundle branch blocks or when you're pacing your patient, this criteria can help ensure that patients receive timely and appropriate care. It's crucial that you become familiar with it. Thanks again for joining the 10-Minute Medic. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us for our next one in which we will take a look at signs and symptoms of the pulmonary embolism patient. These patients can present with sudden chest pain or sudden death. It's important that we jump on their identification and their treatment as soon as we possibly can. We hope you join us for that session. And again, don't forget, Send in your suggestions for future podcasts. Thanks.